Crafty Radio, episode 254, on July 3rd, 2013. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where we are putting on our cherry red for a big IPA show. Because my good friend, our good friend Shane, is here from Japan to regale us with his stories and knowledge and drink some of our beer. (laughs) Obliged. (laughs) Shane was on the show one time about seven years ago. And he's back. Return guest. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Are you making yourself conscious? Now? I'm sorry. No, I read that. Okay, so what are we starting with? Okay, we're starting with the, where we have the pre-show. We're going to have the pre-show beer again, yes. All right. And so, we're going to actually talk about it this time. Yes. This is from Buckeye Brewing Company. It's 76. Unfortunately, Buckeye does not have much on their website about the beer. Uh, in fact, they just have a page saying coming soon. So I can tell you a little bit about the Buckeye. I can tell you that it's a 7.8% alcohol by volume. Buckeye Brewing Company... I've been to it. It's just outside of Cleveland next to a uh, a strip mall next to a lawyer. And uh, it's a brewery, but it's also a brew on premise. It's a place where you can go to make homebrew. Better call Sal. (laughs) There you go. And um, this, I believe, is their flagship beer, the 76 India Pale. The name comes from the original Gravity, which is 1.076. And uh, I was going to say something else, but it has since slipped my mind. Something to do with India, perhaps? No. Yeah. Cleveland, Ohio. 9985 Wexford Avenue. Wow, well, Walford I'm Avenue. Blank, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, go give him a visit. Tell him we sent you. There you go. Oh, and you oh that's a, I mean it's a really interesting place because there's a there's a bar. They make their beer, you can go there and they're open during the day. But you walk into the place and it's the homebrew, like where all the fermenters are mm-hmm. aging and stuff, and it looks just like a wine shop. You're like, there's no one here. Hello, walking around a little bit, and you see through a doorway like a more warehouse type space, and that's where the brewery equipment is. You walk in there, still don't see anyone. And then back past that, you see some Christmas lights up where the bar is. The bar was way in the back. Right. And, you know, you go there and they have their beers. They had some guest taps. So I remember they had like Maudit from Unibrew on and, uh, you know, a few other beers. No food there. They had a popcorn machine. You know, one of those carrot, you know, the one, the push cart popcorn machine type things. Right, right. And then they had menus of places nearby that you know, could go get food from. So. Sounds fantastic. Any place that. So the color is this orange gold. It's a. It's pretty cloudy. Although I got the dregs, so I don't know necessarily whether yeah. that's yours. Yeah, is like, yeah, it's got it here too. Yeah. Yours looks extra cloudy, but yeah, I mean, this is the second half of the bottle, and uh, there's a fair amount of goop in the bottom of the bottle. Aroma is a nice kind of spicy hop. There's a little, a little almost um, uh, fresh carpentry wood quality to it, right? Not, not oaky, but like just there's, there's some sort of wood essence mm-hmm. woody pulp essence coming it's a lot so we all have yeastier glasses than we had in the pre-show it's a lot muddier in the flavor and before i was smelling a lot more crisp juicy fruit hops tasting that as well and now it's you know it's a lot more yeasty and yeah and uh, muddy tasting so decant carefully uh but i mean we have heavy yeah, it says that's the it use heavier in there. Than it actually is. It, it makes it a little bit more viscous. It gives it uh, slightly more earthy qualities to to it. A little more mossy. Hundred percent of your daily recommended allowance of vitamin B twelve, though. Yeah, you're getting plenty of vitamins. That's good because I'm lacking in vitamin B right now. That's why I'm not supposed to be drinking beer. Actually, 
<laughs> Funny that beer gives you vitamin B, and that's what I'm lacking. Well, mm. yeast does. Oh, I see. So, yeah, you just got to drink the bottoms of all the bottles of the craft beer that have yeast in them. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's harder. It's hard for us to get a, as good uh, as good a call on how it tastes as we did in the pre-show simply because it it was sort of the dregs. Mm-hmm. It was a little, it was cleaner. It was it was pretty bright, although it had a nice malt to it. We are drinking these out of our Spielglau, although I am drinking out of the Spielglau IPA glass yeah, just yeah. for fun. One of those. And uh, we're not doing the official blind tasting of the uh, IPA glass versus other Spielglau glasses that we really like. Um, but we had it. We're doing an IPA show, so I did. Why? Why let it sit on the shelf, right? Mm-hmm. Thing is, you know, we're doing three-way pours, so your glass is never going to get all that full. And with the right. with that cannon thing at the bottom, sorry about that. They were hanging there precariously. So you, you think I should switch to the spiel glass since we'll then we'll <sighs> all get more more of a baseline? I, I'm not too worried about the baseline. I'm just worried about. You're only getting, you know, some of these you're only gonna get like four ounces in in that glass, and it's barely gonna go past the the hop cannon part of it, you know. And, um, <laughs> the hop cannon refers to it has a, a a handle to it, as opposed to these which sort of have a stem. Yeah, instead of a so, stem, it has. A, so the bottom half, it's this ribbed thing that looks like the bottom of a Weizen glass, <laughs> and it also looks like looks something like you else could stick can, it up somewhere if you yeah. really were. And then it turns into know, inclined a more of a. You know, a white, you know, a snifter type glass. I, I'm just concerned. Four ounce samples won't work so well. I will switch to the Spielglau. The uh, to the normal. Mm-hmm. What 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 are they now calling these? They're, they're not calling these. Can you say, can you say that again? Spielglau. Well, there's not that first L is not in there. It's more Spielglau. 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 I was saying it wrong. He's he's saying Spielglau because I said it's called it Spielglau for many times. But I, I like it when you say it. It's entertaining. Spielglau. 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 Okay. Pick a beer. Pick a beer. Pick a beer. Well, it's it's Shane. It's an honor of Shane. So Shane, pick a beer. Um, oh, there's two over here too. Let me see here. I just I, got back from the National Homebrewers Conference. I'll yes. talk about that briefly while Shane's picking a beer. I have uh, a twenty-sided die. If you'd like that, to help you. <laughs> twenty-sided die. Yeah. The National Homebrewers Conference was in Philly. That's a short five-hour drive from here, and it was a pretty good time. The only other NEC that I went to was in Cincinnati, and it was in a, in a hotel out by the airport. So you were pretty desolate if you weren't in the hotel doing conference things. But this was right in Center City in Philadelphia. All kinds of great bars and breweries nearby. All kinds of great food everywhere. Right across from the hotel was the Terminal Market, Greg. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, you know, your typical, you know, play, you know, indoor market with lots of stalls of independent food vendors and things like that. So people are grocery shopping there, but there was cheese shops. There was, I had, you know, at the Middle Eastern booth, I had falafel. There were some cheesesteaks places or donut places. There's cookie places, all kinds of wonderful stuff. I had a, so was the falafel as good as in New York? The falafel was very good, not as good as the one in New York. Which was, we should say, on a stand, there were there were copies of this stand everywhere we went. Like every mm-hmm. three blocks, there was the same stand. At least I don't but, uh, same, but I was also not as drunk it was when amazing. I ate it. So. You, guys, you guys have falafel. That's that's a lot in itself right there. I don't get falafel. So. <laughs> we had falafel. We had pizza. We uh, I should, we should show you the, the meat stand from Fetisau. 
It was, so uh, which beer did you end up choosing? I, I want to be the punk. I we are going from Cleveland to Scotland. Yeah, it's from Scotland. Scotland. It's called Punk IPA. If it's not it's Scottish, it's crap. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is from Brewdog. So Brewdog, we've talked about them before. They, they've made noise because they've made they, they've tried to make very high alcohol beers to sort of challenge records. And and what they did is they really did ice distillation. And yet this one's only 5.6%, it said. Yeah, this is not one of their, hey, gotcha. I think, what was it, Tactical Nuclear Penguin? Well, no, they did ones bigger than that, right? They did. That was their first high alcohol beer. And that was an ice distilled stout. Then they did Sink the Bismarck. Sink the Bismarck, right. And they were having this little back and forth with that German brewery. Actually, there's a little bit more here. Let me give you a little bit more. Thank you. And... uh I forget the beers the German brewery was making. I forget the name of the German brewery. But then uh, the last one they made, the biggest one they made, was End of History. Smells like lemon or peach. So this is a 5.6% alkaline volume, original gravity of 1.053. I have 45 IBUs, malted with Maris Otter and extra pale malt, hot with Chinook, Simcoe, Adamum. Uh, sorry, I can never get that Anathem. one right. What'd you say? Anathem? No, it's no. called... it's. Atanum. That's it, yeah. There's Tenth. no N. Tenth. Okay, yeah. There's no N in the beginning. Yeah, okay. Atanum and Nelson Sauvin, which are the ones that, that give a sort of uh, grapey. Yeah, that's an interesting hop, uh, hop. hop bill on that. They probably put the, you know, when we first started having this, it was probably right when Nelson Sauvin was yeah. first coming out. So, interesting. It's, they have stone I've type. I've never tasted anything like that, actually. They have a stone-type verbiage on the side telling you a story. This is best before 26th of February. Yeah, of this year. So it's a little, I mean, I got it at VE, at Vintage States. It's, uh, it's a little, so it's a little old, but I, I don't, I think it should be okay for an IPA. Batch 657. Yeah. And uh, let's go for this. So it pours for me for the not very thick head, nice wispy head. I'll go golden with your color. Golden. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. Slightly cloudy. You know, I'll, I'll adjust my golden to your thing. You know, you know what it is? It, the, the light in here is weird. This is an orange dye, but look, it looks yeah. pink. Yeah, well, these are... That's orange? Yeah. I think there's compact... Oh, yeah, okay, it is. I think there's compact fluorescence up there and older ones, so the light's probably not really reproduced. It does, it does look pink. I'll have to get some reference lights in here. Yeah. So we're not telling the people, we're sending them astray. Spear is purple. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get some Pantone certified reference lights in here. The smell in this smells wonderful to me. It's it's fruity, but there's also the, the malt. You can you can biscuits smell with biscuits. orange marmalade. Yeah, yeah. You're it's yeah. I can now that you say it. Yeah. Hmm. You know, the orange peel, like, you know, you got the whole marmalade, but, you know, you taste that peel yep. and whatnot. That's kind of part of the aroma that's really sticking to me now that you say that. Boy, I love those Nelson Sauvignon hops. They really give it, uh, they, they give this kind of bright and uh, vinous edge that mm-hmm. I think a lot of a lot of beers could benefit from that because it what they're doing here is not like bitter bombing you they're they're giving you a taste of mm-hmm. much different hops without making it this 
you know, I'm just going to throw this, I'm going to arrogant bash at you and just throw all these, you know, ridiculous hops at you and, mm-hmm. and get this pit in your stomach and on your, on your tongue. It's got a kind of a grapey, like a white grape aftertone. That's the Nelson yeah. Sauvignon. So there's a, there's a hop, a New Zealand hop called Nelson Sauvignon. Yeah. Uh, Savion. And it has the Savon, Savion name in it because, it, right? because it has a whiny type characteristic to right, it. Right. And uh, there's that. And to me, I'm, I'm getting that, you know, in the late part of, of the flavor. And it actually, you know, it feels like that and the and the, the fruity part, you know, there's like a fair mm-hmm. acidity, you know, coming apparent in this beer. Yeah. This is getting in that range of we've noticed a lot of beers coming out that have hot profiles that lead much less from citrus and more into distinctly tropical fruits, mm. things like passion fruit, things like mango, things more along those lines. And I think that you're getting that here. You're getting a beer that, that is pitched more towards that angle as opposed mm-hmm. to the old citrus stuff that also tends to be a little bit more resiny, a little bit more bitter. No, you're, you're right. I was saying, I was saying, you know, citrusy i guess but i was using it more vague i could have been more accurate and say that it was a trap tropical leaning touch of i would say passion fruit's a big one there's a touch of pineapple in there though yeah and, you know, kiwi uh, watermelon yes, there's pineapple i tasted pineapple yeah. together we're very we're very suggestive su- <laughs> suggestive just don't say any naughty words I'm so <laughs> well at least this beer doesn't have cat pee in it yes. <laughs> thanks I saw a thing today I, I was answering that email from the listener who asked about tasting terms mm-hmm. uh, I'll pull up his name here in a second if I can find it I think it was Tony but I'm not positive on that oh, it, and he was looking for beer tasting terms you know and I did I don't have a go to list handy but I searched for one I found a pretty long list Terry it mentioned Terry, and it mentioned cat pee, and the adju- or the. Are you serious? No, no, no. Cat pee is a, a flavor yeah, no, ho- okay. from hops. Yeah, no yeah. Okay. Uh, particularly, um, well, so we started calling it cat pee. The more refined listeners prefer catty. It's not as <laughs> it's not as, not as quite in your face. Yeah, yeah. It's a little more subtle cat pee. Um, this well, thing described it, it as a real always, strong amarillo can give you that. They described it as always an off flavor, and I'm not sure I agree with that because. I mean, there have been... There, no, I mean, there there are some... I, I mean, have said on the show, that tastes like cat pee, and I think I like cat pee, you know, so... <laughs> well, I mean, like, for me, there are some IPAs, really, really strong IPAs can give uh, urinal smells, and, mm. and it's not that it absolutely smells like urinal, it's just there's a component to it that can smell somewhat yeah, sure, like sure, the same sure. smell that's in... Have you ever smelled oh, durian? Dorian? The- oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love yes, durian. Do you really? Oh, yeah. wow. I, I bought a durian from uh, a place, a frozen durian. And Should we table this here. for later? No. No, we can just okay. bring it up briefly. Uh, and we thought it out and we tried it and I couldn't get close to it. it I, so I took it. It was hilarious. I took it out in the garage and got the meat cleaver and we're ha- I'm starting to hack it open. And I'm wearing gloves and everything because you can't even hold the thing. No, it's so no, pointy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm hacking open. It's not bothering me. And as soon as I get two or three chops into it, Greg just like backs up. <laughs> like he had smelled like a dead roadkill type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said it almost did taste like a rotting something. It or tasted smelled like, like rotting. It, 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 you know, because I, I, I was still going to taste it. Tastes it tastes like you know? rotting. It yes. tastes like um, rotten 
onion yogurt. I can see that. Well, see, I do think it tastes like young onion custard, but I can enjoy it. You know, I've had yeah, he, he likes it, but I, mean, I had so he's not as sensitive to the foul smelling and tasting stuff right, that right. I am. That's all it is. Yeah, I mean, I you know had the durian that night. I packaged it up, took it to work, and let several people try it. But since then, I've had several durian shakes at like Vietnamese restaurants and um, and durian candy. Some guy brought back some durian candy oh, from China. Yeah, I couldn't do that. No, I had that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> my VP of engineering, I printed him out. He he tried it, and he knew it wasn't going to be great, but he really did not like it. Yeah. So yeah, we I printed out the enough. sign from the Singapore Singapore subway where it says like no durians, uh-huh. and you know like you know bubble gums like a five hundred dollar fine and no durians, and that's hanging on the wall behind his desk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I was able to get the fruit down and, and say, I, I understand, but no, thank you. Not anymore. But the candy was a league of its own. <laughs> well, I imagine a truly fresh Doreen would probably be better than a frozen one. Uh, yes. yes. In the same way that, like, an example here is uh, um, uh, the salmon eggs. Yeah. When they are fresh, they are awesome, That's totally sweet, different. And delicious. Yeah. But yeah. when when you get them frozen, they they're the sour, yeah. and salty, briny thing. Yeah. It's not really good. I'm spoiled there again. But. All right, on to the next beer. All right, uh, let's do this one. I never All had right. this one. Nectar IPA from, from Nectar, Nectar Ales. Ales. This I got at uh, this I got at Chalet Premier. This was this is American IPA, six point eight percent from Nectar Ales in California. Paso Robles. It's the same town where Firestone Walker is. So it has a hummingbird on its label. Because hummingbirds eat nectar. They're good pollinators like bats. If if anybody tells you the bees are the the biggest pollinators, tell them they're wrong. Bats are the biggest pollinators. Is that right? True story. Hmm. Strange but true. I can't say you're wrong. I'm surprised. I'm really surprised that they're not the majority pollinator. I always saw bats as being insect eaters. They're fruit bats, and there are lots of there are a huge variety Indeed, of bats. Yes. Right, right. Oh, that's I like the smell of that. So this is a much more copper in color mm-hmm. beer with uh, about a finger's worth of uh, beer with moderate bubbles. In- Head with modern bubbles, I should say. 6.8. This one's a, a more resiny aroma. I tried to get information from their website, but unfortunately, their Red Hat website was down. <laughs> he went to their freshly installed Red Hat server default Apache page, um, which I've seen before, because I administer things like that. Uh, the aroma on this one, Greg, smells a little bit like something that you uh, you had me smell earlier this evening. <laughs> Yeah, I had a uh, a friend uh, gave me a, a variety of hop, and I wanted Jeff to smell it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's a little um, woody in the aroma. It's yes, uh, that's what I was piney or something. Pine, yeah, piney. It's a little resinous, but it's yeah. it's almost oh, maybe like a. Um, it doesn't really smell like the sap. It smells more like, you know, what, oh, what kind of pine tree has the, the thick bark? Um, all I of them? Think. 
No, no, like there's thousands of them. Yeah. No, I'm trying to think. Like, trees. Uh, uh, there, yeah, I know. I, I'm not asking the right question to get an answer. This I'm smells more, a lot no more like anyway. brainstorming out loud. This smells a lot more like like arrogant bastard to me. And you know, it smells more like the deep resonating. A little spice. It, it tastes a lot different than I thought after smelling it's it. It's a little peppery, peppery zing in the aroma as well. It's a lot more sour than I expected after smelling it. No, he said sour, but it's not a sour beer. No, no, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, it's more sour than I was expecting. Mm-hmm, sure. I'm just... Listeners will have a certain vocabulary. Hmm. And you, you, can, have it. you can say anything you want. You're not wrong. But some things may be loaded terms, oh. and I just need to... I'm only... Oh, yes, please clarify. I'm only I'm clarifying because it might... The listeners are used yeah. to that meaning something else. Generally, my beer vocabulary, it tastes good. That's about it. So, or no, it tastes nope. cheap. So, <laughs> yeah. your your just your descriptions are always going to be correct for you, and don't you know? Don't don't try to edit yourself. Right. Just yeah. say what you. We're just going to if something is a loaded, you know, a, an overloaded term. We'll okay. We'll make sure the listeners understand. Hmm. So yeah. by sour. Let's let's try to figure out what he means by it, why why he thinks. Well, it's, to me, it's it's a lot more bready in the flavor, and it has uh, actually much less resiny aspects in the flavor than I was expecting. And there are floral aspects too here. Getting, yeah, uh, I mean, is it, I, I'm getting. I think it tastes kind of lemony. Maybe that's why you know, like a citric acid type sour. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I, I could see that somewhat. Yeah, maybe uh, lemony. Maybe even like uh, grapefruit. Right yeah. and slightly leafy too. There's a slight mm-hmm. amount of leafy going on here. I could I could see it even going a little towards parsley, a little towards cilantro. Mm. It's pretty good. I can't think of any. Uh, yeah, I I'm really the ones we've had tonight. It's the best. I think. I'm I'm pretty shocked by how drinkable it is. I mean, yeah. it, it, it from what I was smelling, it smelled like oh god, here comes another big West Coast <laughs> bitter bomb, but it's not. It's it's very. It it seems to me to be very well drawn and 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 really really delicate, and I like that how it it's 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 like little hummingbird. It's playing little notes. It's it, it's you know. It's not Flight of the Bumblebee exactly, but it's a hummingbird song. But it, but it's it, it it's delicately flying around these little notes, you know, a little a little lime here, a little lemon here, a little biscuit, or not biscuit, but a little uh, all-purpose flour here, a little bread here. Sure. All-purpose flour. Yeah, yeah. It's not caramelly. It's not malt. It's not the multi where you mm-hmm. get biscuities. It's it's bread. If anything, it. Almost has a little bit of chalkiness to the malt character, yeah. dry and, and chalky. I'm tasting, I haven't sipped it for a couple of uh, seconds now. It's, it's tasting like sourdough bread. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of the aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Kind mm-hmm. Of I, I think. Me, I, I think that's you know typical. Sort of the, the the hops with that floury stuff can mm. yeah brings along that sure and yeah. of course their yeast the same yeah, yeah. type of yeast is yeah but it's, you know the that lemony sour flavor he mentioned you know he, he said sour mentioned and i tried to figure out his lemon well you know sourdough is a more acidic you know kind of yeah. tart bread so i could definitely see those put it together to make this make sense absolutely there. no and I, I taste some of it too and on on the end so i uh, i agree with you that sourdough it comes in much uh, later, not like, I, yeah, like much later. Thing. Yeah, it doesn't finish dry. It finishes with this yeah. sort of sourdough yeah, yeah. quality. 
Now, the beer does not have any bugs in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not sour. It's not Britannomyces. It's anything like that. It's just the acidity from the hops and things are leading towards those kinds of flavors. Again, just clarifying, because some of the things we're saying might sound like we're drinking a soured beer. Yeah. I don't know if I said this, but 6.8 alcohol by volume, 60 IBUs. Mm. I like this a lot. Yeah, this is really good. Let's go on to the Goose Island. From Chicago. <coughs> The Windy City. So this is their IPA, 5.9%. They they describe it on their page as an English style. We'll be the judge of that. 55 IBUs. Hops. Sorry. Hmm? I was going to say English style. IPA is originally English, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so the biggest difference there is American brewers put more hops in their beers than any respectable English brewer would. Right. So these ones should have a more, they'll still be hoppy. But there should, there should be more of a Depen- Depending on how, re- how spoiled your palate is by American IPAs, you know, you might not, some people won't think this beer is hoppy, right? But, um, it's still, it, traditionally it's hoppy, but it, it has a lot more. Yeah, multi bready character to it. And look at they we, tell us to to serve it in this same kind of glass. We don't we don't get to drink them as as much in Japan. There's there are very few of them. There are a couple of brewers now though in Japan starting to make them. Um, some of some of the best ones that I've ever had have actually been from Japanese brewers. I'd love to bring you guys some. Well, I bet. Them. I mean, the the fresher the better for for IPAs. Uh, I yeah, think. Right. Yeah, I mean, if, if like if you're going to a specialty store. Tokyo. I, I, the most of the ones that I've had that have been really, really good, I've never found in a bottle. They only have them mm-hmm. on tap at right. the places that are... Uh, yeah, but you know, if you're getting there. beers you know, shipped from North America, right? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It might... It could have been a long trip sitting yeah. on hot, sure, sure, hot in yeah, hot shipyards and things like that. So, yeah. so uh, yeah, the local ones, just because of the distance and whatnot, you might find that the local ones are damn fresh and right and right. Something to be something to be said for drinking local when there's a you know what three thousand mile ocean between you and yes <laughs> and where most of the American IPAs are made. Now this is malt with with simply pale malt. It is hopped with Pilgrim hops. I think we've heard of those before, but I'm not quite familiar with them. Styrian, Golding, Cascade, and Centennial. Cascade and Centennial are your standard American yes. hops. Yeah. And they, uh, the preferred glass for this is a thistle, which is sort of a um, not quite as broad version of these uh, tulip glasses that we have. You can see it on their page, right? What a thistle glass is. But I think these these tulips are are fine vessels. It's got a much sweeter smell than the last one. This won a 2010 uh, World Beer Cup gold medal for English style IPA. And wow, a lot of awards actually. Award-winning beer. Wow, it's very balanced. What is well? First of all, the 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 color is uh, golden, edging towards copper. Mm-hmm. They call it bourbon. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't look as dark. No, as no. But you know, this so, is a light that makes orange. Well, there is so a well. there is a great page on Wikipedia. Everyone needs to go look at it. Is list of hop varieties, and they have a list. Yes, you know, everyone in the world, everybody, right now. <laughs> but they have Pilgrim. <laughs> so the Pilgrim hops, Greg. In case you're curious, it's bred at the Horticultural Research Institute in Y, England. Released Why? in 2000. Is a dual purpose with lemon tones. 
Why? W Y E. Why? <laughs> Why? Why indeed? No, it's um. Hmm. 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 Greg says. The, the malts really do come through in the aroma. You know, you're getting a, a bready, with thick, thick, rustic crust type aroma on this. With with extra added sweetness. Yeah, it's it's definitely sweeter than the last one. Hops are there as well. They are a little more fruity than you might find. In that, you know, when you think English style hops, it's, there's that carnival candy aroma that I can't get out of my head. You, need, really? you know, those, those, I've described this for those multicolored lollipops with huge ones. Yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. sort of, there's this taste that they have that reminds me of that aroma. Yeah, I can, I can see that. It's sort of a chemical fruit type thing. So, flavor, as soon as I poured it on my tongue, I was tasting like lemon, lemony, like a, like I had a lemon candy in my mouth or something like that. You know, as soon as it hit my tongue, right away, just right to the brain, lemon. And then, you know, pull it back and swallow. And you're getting a little bit more English, you know, a little more traditional English, and a little more earthy hops. And then the, the malt comes through and it's sweet and bready. I don't know. It just was a really good sip. Lots of st- lots going on in just one little sip. And it really changed around really quickly for me. I, I think you're confusing lemon for lime a bit here because I think it's much more lime than it is lemon. And I say that because lime tends to be slightly it tends to not have as full uh, a flavor as lemon. And you know, it, I, I can go with lime. Second sip, yeah. First sip, it was like, oh, there's something, and I was trying to yeah. trying to TiVo it right. I'm trying to mm-hmm. re- trying to take notes of what I was tasting so I could tell the people. And uh, but yeah, once I can go back and taste it again, I agree with your lime. Yeah, I can taste lime. Yeah, it, it it's a lot lime, and and it you know in, in Jeff's defense, it's it's easy to get those confused, especially if you haven't you know really compared them in a while. I, I've been using lime a lot on on the food I make, so <laughs> it's it's pretty distinctive to me when something's right. lime versus lemon. So, uh, so 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 I, I I picked out lime right away, and then yeah, I mean it's going towards a, a bready. Like Jeff said, a little rustic, maybe maybe you know, close to uh, close, but not quite like a wheat bread might taste like. I mean, that there's no wheat in here, according to them, but mm-hmm. there's some flavor compounds that are similar to like a uh, no, like a whole grain, bread. a whole grain, yeah. yeah. And I mentioned rustic; it keeps coming back to me. You know, one of those ones with a really thick crust. You know. The, mm. Baked mm-hmm, in an oven, mm-hmm. you know something. Something about the caramelization that happens to the bread and the crust, yes. you know, that that's carried through this beer. Really, ooh. very very influential. All of your words. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. When I was writing that email to Terry, when I was writing that email to Terry today, talking about tasting terms, and I was at the end, I was closing out saying, you know, that um, your beer vocabulary and being able to tell what you're tasting it, it really is like a muscle that you need to exercise. Right. Of course. You know, if you just sit around drinking beer and not thinking about it and talking about it, you're not going to exercise it right. as much, you know, and, um, and also vocabulary, you can have lists and whatnot, but you know, there's certain things in certain aspects and combinations. Like one of my favorite descriptions ever was when like, it tastes like a 
a study, a dusty study filled with leather books, you know, the beer was just telling that story. And it's like, yeah, it had, it has this Indiana Jones thing going on there. You know, it's like, and we like meant it, you know, we weren't like just mailing it in. It was one of my favorite descriptions other than when Greg was talking about pyramids and colors and things, you know, using shapes and colors well, to describe. I flavors. have a very, we've talked about this. I have a very visual way of looking at things. No, no, it's, it's just funny though. It, it almost, it, it's a psychedelic thing when you start using shapes to describe flavors. Sounds like the, the reviewer's <laughs> description of Tom Waits's voice. <laughs> soaked in bourbon for 12 years and then taken out in the driveway and run over by a car. Well, I think that literally happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's a, there's a, you're people who, uh, I'm trying to remember the name for it, but they, they see numbers as, as colors and shapes. And, uh, what digital? No, no, no. <laughs> um, that's how I adjust the colors in PowerPoint when I'm. <laughs> so, what, what do you mean? What do I mean? Yeah. Hold on a minute. <laughs> I need to find out what it. Uh, now, let's save this for the post show. Okay. Sounds like a fascinating right. topic. All right. The people that, you know, see numbers as colors. Gonna do a commercial real quick. That's what I was going to do. Yeah, I have queued up a uh, okay a song for us. Oh, whoops, that's not me, is it? <laughs> it's got to be you. That you're the only one plugged in that channel. Oh, okay. That was sorry. This is highly professional. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you were going to start off since you picked the music. Um, if you would like to support Craft Beer Radio, there are several ways you can do so. The by far easiest way is to do something that you always do, and that's shopping on Amazon.com. But don't don't go to Amazon.com. We want you to go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Or just go to craftbeerradio.com and click on the Amazon uh, you can do that. button image. I see. And then anything you buy on Amazon, we get a referral bonus from. And if you're lucky and you buy something noteworthy, we'll talk about it in Amazon Anonymous. We keep forgetting to do. Does that work for, for example, Amazon... Dot com or dot co dot jp. It should, I think. Up the Japanese it store. should work. Give it a try. Next time you're shopping on Amazon, go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Dot co dot jp. Just no, go to, just go go to craftbeerradio.com, click on the Amazon link. I see. And then just shop. It'll, if Amazon's smart, they'll, they'll realize you're in Japan, right? And they'll I redirect you. I think they do, because it generally depends on what you're looking for. So, like, if you look look for something on Amazon and you're in Japan, it'll come up with two links. It'll come mm-hmm. up with them. I don't know. I'll give it a try. Oh, I hope it works. Um, anything you buy on Amazon does not cost you a penny more. And we do not know that you bought the stuff, but we knew, do know the stuff that was bought. So we have fun talking about that in the post show. If you would oh, that's, also... That's, that's frightening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't tell us you bought anything, then we won't know it's you. Right, right. And we appreciate it all the same. You can also donate to Craft Beer Radio. We have some PayPal links on our website. You can subscribe. You can give us a one-time donation at any amount you want. You can subscribe to a monthly or yearly subscription, as little as $12 a year or $2 a month. Couldn't do $1 a month because of the way the PayPal's fee structure. They were getting more money than us. That's not cool. Um, <laughs> there are some... Stay on target. <laughs> <laughs> we're not even drunk yet. We're just having fun. Um, 
there are also some referral links on the website. If you like shopping at Midwest Homebrewing Supplies, I'd appreciate it if you go to craftbeerware.com and click on the Midwest Homebrewing Supplies link. And if you are looking for website hosting, Bluehost.com has treated us well for many years, and there is a link on our website for that as well. Craftbeerradio.com and craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Thank you, and back to the beers. Back. Back we to are. the beers. All right, so what we got? Three left. Okay, what is that? I'm going to go Portland. Let's do Portland. That's what I was thinking, too. Portland Brewing IPA. I've never had anything from Portland Brewing Company. You picked this up in Ohio. Also, I think actually, I might have tried that when I was in Portland. Huh. Also, I believe from uh, Chalet Premier. If you happen to be in Ohio and Youngstown, uh, I recommend you go to both Chalet Premier and VE. Go to Chalet Premier first. They have, they don't have a new, the kind of selection VE has, but they're cheaper. And then go to VE and find other things. Get everything else right till your wallet's empty. And it will be, because it's a it's beer carnival, beer heaven. You can't. We need those. <laughs> You can't not. Okay, so this is a 6.5% 70 IBU IPA with two-row pale Munich chocolate C120 and Cabra Red malts, which, you know, it gives – it's kind of a brownish-red color, kind of. Hopped with Columbus, Chinook, Amarillo, Centennial, and Sterling hops. It's quite cloudy. It's a uh, non-filtered beer, and I poured yours last, so you're getting a little more of the yeast. Um, Greg's was first, I believe. See, it yeah, is clear. So, so clear. It's, it's pretty clear. It's, we can all pour them back and forth until they're all the same. If you no, like. it's it's quite all right. This, this, this would quality. Yeah, this is a freckle beer for me. So depends on how you pour it. Right. I didn't pour it gently enough. Well, he needs the B12, so it's good. This point starting a little hopped out, right? It doesn't really stand out like anything in particular. <laughs> That's always the problem with an IPA show. I I I love doing them because IPAs are great beers. But your palate gets tired. And that's sort of why, you know, some people we, we have had one or two people I think say, you know, hey, you know, I love it when you do big hop beer shows and we do too, but Sometimes your palate gets tired and, and you like to have can't find things to say. Yeah. Well, it's during like during craft beer week. I went to that IPA tournament at Whole Foods, and there were sixteen different IPAs to taste. And after like the sixth one, like I wasn't recognizing like world class IPAs. Like mm-hmm. one of the ones that just tasted just like every other IPA was Sculpin IPA, which was fan. You know, it's a fantastic IPA. It it. It was one that I would expect I could taste blind and identify at almost any occasion. And uh, it just tasted average. Maybe that's saying that it's, it. Uh, you know, I've hyped the label, but I think my palate was wrecked by the seventh beer. Well, hmm. since we're doing seven, hopefully <laughs> that will, we won't get wrecked until then. Portland IPA has a... Oof. <laughs> Has a very complex aroma with a lot of different hops coming at me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's mostly a resiny hop, right? The the Columbus Chinook, I think, is mostly what's coming up in the aroma. 
Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a good amount of this, like probably Chinook. Chinook is um, commonly like piney pine tree. Yeah, that's my my favorite taste in IPAs. Okay. Yeah. It has Amarillo, which is the one that can be cat pee if it's over pronounced. Right. right. It also can be pineapple. It can be. Yeah, I know. It, it, yeah. It's it, it's a question of how much you use it. Yeah, there's the one that I like best in Japan is just it tastes like pine trees. It tastes like you're eating pine needles. Really? And it's it's so good. What's the name of the brewery? It's called uh, Shirakogen. Okay. Yeah, I would I would have obviously brought you some if I had had known I was going to be here, but uh, right. I no, wasn't no. expecting to be here, so no problem. Just uh, you know, we do have people that travel, and uh, so I've never seen it in a bottle. That's the thing. Where the, where's the brewery at? I think Shirakogen is brewed in Shiga Prefecture in Japan, if I'm correct. Okay, but you can be get wrong. it in Tokyo, obviously. You can get it in Tokyo at, at sort of the brew houses that that stock beers. It's really popular when it comes to uh, IPAs. They also they also do a porter, if I remember correctly. Um, they have a, they have a several different beers, but yeah, that that IPA is I've never had anything that good. It's so good. Sounds like we gotta make a trip. <laughs> Please come on over. She is an wonder, excellent host. I wonder if my buddy passes will get me all the way to Japan. My cousin's Probably a pilot for Southwest. Not. <laughs> not on Southwest. Yeah, not on. Well, Southwest. Well, I don't know. Then do they work on the alliances? Though I wonder. I don't think it does. Yeah. You got to build miles. <laughs> Get yeah. yourself one of those credit cards. You can't build miles with, with buddy, buddy passes. passes. No, no, you got to you got to get the, that credit card and charge everything you buy on that credit card. That's how you get to Japan for beer. Yeah. <laughs> and sushi. As much as I love Japan, I wouldn't go to Japan for beer. Japan is not the country to go to for beer. If you're gonna get a place for beer, you got to go to Europe. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Or North America, but we're already come there. So. Yeah, Actually, already if you here. were to come to Japan, I would uh, probably have you set up to do a sake show. Because there are... Um, we already have done a sake show. Yeah, but you can't get sake like you can there. We got some good sake. Not... I could do more. <laughs> he can do. I, I know. Trust him. It's no. I mean, even in even in Japan. No, yeah, like, I'm it's, sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Just it's like it's like beer here. It's you know you have to go all around these local places and yeah. find things. And I've learned actually quite a bit recently about sake. My, Anyway, we'll talk about that in the post show. Well, you shouldn't even say sake, right? Because sake just means alcohol. It's uh, nihonshu. Well, we're 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 in America and we're speaking English, so yeah. I'm saying sake. But yes. <laughs> I remembered that from from that Good long job. ago. Good job, Portland IPA. So you go to the flavor. It does have a big malt backbone to back it up. They call this a Northwest IPA, not just a West Coast IPA. I'm not intimately familiar if there's a difference between like California IPA and Oregon Washington IPA. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to look that up. I really like this one. This one's sorry, I can't give you some of the no, it's okay fancy vocabulary, but it's um definitely my favorite one of the night so far. I like the the piney aftertaste. I, I can see where you, where you can get the piney from. It's um. A little over overbearing for me. It's a little too much in that resiny zone. It's not quite what I like, especially when you had the other fruitier mm-hmm. stuff and the more delicate things. And yeah. this is kind of more in your face. Like it boom, is in your boom, face, boom. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, there are other people like Shane who absolutely love that. It's not quite my favorite. Mm. Uh, I think I'm uh, 
you know, this is the kind of thing that 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 also that that definitely wears out a palate when you have something like this because mm-hmm. this this lazy. Well, this one also thick. this one does sit on the palate too, right? Yeah. You're tasting this one for minutes. It's good that know. we did it last or near near last. Yeah, anyway. it's not yeah. last. Uh, we're gonna have to do the old Fallon next because uh, that's not very big. And then the one that's called Hop Shortage, it's probably pretty big. Yeah, <laughs> it's also really high in alcohol content. Yeah. That looks like a Jed, Jed, Greg. I don't know if you should drive home beer, but we're not going to finish it. Don't worry. Okay. We have we have Zylus. I'm still I'm still sort of sh- not comfortable with with the speed. We don't drive this fast. I was coming over here and like every- <laughs> we're going so fast. We're going so fast. <laughs> oh, we're only going 65. We got it so fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was driving the speed limit. I know. I was watching and going shit. <laughs> 110 kilometers an hour. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, I saw you making, like, you know, the the phantom brake things. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, I, yeah, yeah. And I used to drive really fast even when I lived in town. I've had a lot of accidents and I have kids now, so, like, I'm really nervous about. But, I mean, I don't drive fast. No, you don't. No, you. I I, I drive the speed limit maybe slightly above, but I don't, I don't go fast. No, no, no. It's just, uh. Just but yeah, you're just not used to it. Not used to it anymore. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're I'm still, sorry. oh, that's okay. No, you don't have to hurt. No, don't hurry. You enjoy it so much. Take your time. Yeah, this is really good. This you is, can catch up. So Jeff and I are on the O'Fallon uh, five-day IPA. This is from O'Fallon Brewery in uh, Brewery Town. Oh, Missouri. They're in Missouri. How about that? Uh, I did not know that Thomas called O'Fallon. Look at that. Yeah. So the style is American IPA, 6.1% alcohol by volume, 66 IBUs. Uh, oh, here we go. The color is 9.1 on the SRM scale. So if you have your SRM scale handy. The Riverfront Times in 2008 called this the best beer in St. Louis. Wow. Okay. So this is a uh, uh, coppery color to it. Uh, it has is malted with pale white wheat, caramel 20L, caramel 40L, carapils, victory, and... Bonlander, that's new. Hopped with Summit and Cascade, and dry hopped with Cascade. Eleven pounds per batch and Glacier. Smell this. Sounds like you need a license. Smell this. I'm gonna throw it. Throw something at you. Holy cow! Experiment. I was thinking more like um. What was I gonna think? I just I, <laughs> how did I forget it? I smell cheese. Well, I was I was thinking about the very next thing I was gonna say. Oh, it, it tastes like a, a like raw lemon raw. lime soft raw, drink. Raw what? Shame. I'm sorry, that was a Japanese translated into English. It smells like raw garbage, which means um, uh, God, what is that in English? Raw garbage. Raw garbage means um, like garbage of organic matter, like food. Food. Yeah, no, but like yeah. food matter, like stuff you would put down the garbage disposal. Right. I don't know what that is. So I think it, it but like so so like nice smelling stuff? No, I mean well, I mean I'm, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean well, it's, it's well, not a bad smelling beer, but I mean that was the that was the feeling that I got. You know, lots of sulfury things, corny things, you know, like probably yeah. DMS like cabbage yeah, sulfur, and stuff good. like that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. But I'm smelling it. I'm smelling like Sprite. Like a shandy or yes, something lemon yes, lime yes. And, and and sweet. Yes, I'm I mean it smells more like a lemon lime soft drink, but it smells a little bit like a shandy water, as well. That's okay. <laughs> Care what's on your shirt? Yeah, I smell the lemon and lime, and then it smells like it's mixed just a very little bit with 
something disgusting. <laughs> well, not, not disgusting, but like um, slightly. Well, well no, I mean, that, fermented, no, no, so we, we, we've sense, talked but, about it. How mm-hmm. you know, we we just talked about how you can you can smell cat pee, but it's not bad. Right. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can smell urinal, but it's not bad. You can do you smell. Things that you know, I mean, the aroma is fascinating. I'm surprised it's so apparent after all these IPAs, especially when the last one was a a good IPA, and the aroma was hard to pick out, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, the aroma was closed off in that one, and I I attribute it to palate fatigue, but um, this one punches through any kind of palate fatigue, and you can really smell it. Well, at least on the aroma. They they say that here they... uh, It's called five-day IPA because they add dry whole hops to the finishing tank... Uh, on top of the, of the hot, on top of the beer for five whole days. Mm-hmm. So, I got I got my smell. There was a um, there was a, a time where we had some grapes rot. Okay. In, our, mm. in our apartment, it smells like that. It was a sweet rotten smell. Mm-hmm. That that does not surprise me because grapes are covered with Saccharomyces cerevisiae. Right. Yeah. So the same. So on the flavor on this thing, sweet is the main thing, but lots of hops in there. Really juicy. I mean, like I'm, I'm salivating. Like this thing's just making my mouth salivate. It's making it really juicy. Mm. It's good. Let me figure out what else I can say about it. It is good. It's a lot softer than the last one. Very bready. It's very mm. starchy. Give me something for you. Cherry. Corn on the cob. Corn on the cob. Cherry corn on the cob. I got the, I got the cherry. <laughs> I'm getting cherry. like, you know, like husk it, you know, roast it on the fire, put some butter on it, take it, you know. Yeah, I can see a little bit of the grassy character coming through there, but that's more in the malt. But, but yeah, but yeah, I'm tasting almost almost a, 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 a Tootsie Roll-ish kind of cherry. Oh, like the, the, the cherry Tootsie Rolls, like a Tootsie Pop. Yeah, not not a, a direct cherry analog, but, but something chemically similar to cherry that has a similar taste but it's not medicinal quite mm-hmm. but it, it's a little artificial a little on the artificial I'm side not, i'm not i'm not i can't say i'm tasting cherry even I'm, when i look for it definitely getting the cherry yeah i can taste that uh, was a, a black cherry um it doesn't even taste medicinal or fake to me it tastes like black cherry oh maybe a little bit fake yeah I don't know. Sort of like uh, a cherry I, I, Garcia. I'm, yes, there you go. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. it right there. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to. Fi- I'm trying to figure out what that is. I I can't get it. I mean, there's a lot of sweetness in the malt. Well, you like durian, so I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> there was it's it's cherry Garcia. That's exactly it right there. With with, with hops at it. I yes. mean, it's not just cherry Garcia. Though. Well, I mean, usually when I have cherry Garcia, <laughs> I usually mix some beer in. <laughs> Ice cream. Kidding, soup, of everybody. course. Always, always kidding. I've had this beer before, and I don't remember it being so fascinating and engaging. So it's all the IPAs like that led you up. To yeah, it. Maybe, but, but maybe it should be. Is working it, in the opposite should, direction. That's against the laws of IPA, physics. It's an IPA <laughs> marathon here. It, it. I think if anything, it's a testament to say this bottle of a Fallon Five Day IPA is really good, and it stands up to mm. six or five other IPAs. You know, it's it. There's. I don't feel like I'm missing anything. I'm not feel like I'm fatigued out. There's a lot. It's delivering a lot in every sip. It's really good. 
Well, I naturally like them all because this is just by far my favorite style. So this has been fantastic. You say it's against the law of of physics. Just, I'm sorry, Shane, to interrupt you. You say it's against the laws of physics. Allow me to paraphrase the doctor here. It's a a gigantic universe. Lots of things happening all the time. Miracles happens all the time in a gigantic universe such as this. So coincidences. It was just a slight bit of hyperbole, Greg. Let it go. I'm just quoting the doctor. I'm allowed to quote a sci-fi show when you do hyperbole. All right. Knee Deep Brewing Company Fine Craft Beers presents Hop Shortage. Bottled 4213. Knee Deep Brewing is in Lincoln, California. Greg is rummaging through his bag. And I am opening this beer. I need to um, empty the vessel before. Sure thing. More thing oh, he brought his... And my sonic screwdriver. Because if you're going to pee on me for bringing up the doctor, well, i got to bring out my sonic screwdriver and stop you from doing that. I need to uh, watch some Doctor Who, apparently. I started watching Game of Thrones last night. Oh, really? How far did you get? First episode. Okay. Lots of boobies. There are lots of movies. The first season was had a lot of uh, what what they call sex position. <laughs> All right. So, do you have anything else about knee deep? I think we just read what was on the label. Let's see here. One of these is knee deep. So, hop shortage. It alludes to a couple of years ago when they, you know, small breweries couldn't buy hops. They had a bad production year. Hops are gone. Everything was up in contract. I doubt the website tells us a story about why this beer exists, but what do you got? Nothing. Nothing oh, about it. their beer advocate page. Uh, if I go to their beers, let's see here. Their hop short is three times IPA. They just have a picture of the label. So, uh, and a quote, the cousin of Simtra, but brewed with only Centennial and Chinook hops. Need we say more? Yes. You need <laughs> you to say, say more. more. <laughs> Sorry. That was good. 11.3%. So the brewer's been brewing since 2006. Ooh, this one has big parsley on it. I think they opened in 2012 or 2010. I'm trying to just really scan the about us. Um... Yeah, lots of words. Italian Lincoln. parsley, basil. I feel like I've, I've, I've got to catch up. You, you don't have to struggle to keep up here. You but no, but it's, you, have, you have to understand that this is the, um, whenever I listen to your show, I can listen and I have no idea what you're talking about because I can't get the beer that you're mm-hmm, drinking. Right. So it's really exciting so it's like, for it's me like, to be it's with you. It's a calibration. Here. Yeah, I can actually, like, oh, that's what they're talking about. They're not full of shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, lots of basil. <laughs> lots of basil. I like basil. I love basil. Wow, that that's the cat pee smell right there. That smells just like cat pee to me. I mean, maybe I can want to smell basil. I don't know. I'm having a hard time smelling basil. It's transitioning into cat pee as soon as she oh, said smell it. It's cat pee. It's <laughs> <laughs> catty. Catty, catty, catty. So it's not as pungent as, you know, if you have a evil cat like I used to have that soils the corners of your room and makes you rip up the subfloor because it's completely saturated with cat pee. 
Can I ask an arbitrary question? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many people do you think that have loved the cat pee flavor and beer have been tempted to try cat actual pee. cat pee? I think nobody. <laughs> you think? Because three or four, probably. I mean, come on, you're, you're, no. you're talking about people here, and there, there, there's gray areas. And no, there, because and cat pee is not just cat pee. Cat pee is cat pee, and. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, ammonia. It's ammonia. Right, right. And anytime we say cappy, we're almost not saying ammonia. This it's is a world parts. where we have internet and we can check in on individual people's depravity I'm and sure. be constantly amazed by what we see. And you He's think not, that one of them I hasn't you tried cat, cat pee? connoisseur forum. Because out. they like... I don't know about a beers. forum, but certainly a section of a forum is devoted to it. I'm not saying there's not people that don't like water there's sports There's a 4chan with their area for it. I'm sure there's a Reddit slash. Okay, all right, all right. All right, this is really... I'm sorry. <laughs> Write down the cat pee Reddit stuff, because I don't... We've... This main show is way too off topic for my sorry, liking. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I'm, that's my fault. There is a very resiny... It, it's, it's, for me, it's only a minor note. But yeah, I can smell this very resiny. Oh, how else do I really put into it? But yeah, like oh yeah, that's that's kind of biological. That that's catty. There's a little touch of it in there. It's really good. See, it smells it's like just, catty, just like and you, you love catty. It smells like catty, and I love catty. <laughs> Tastes like a big beer. What was that? Oh, was it twelve or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's eleven point. Oh, it's eleven. Okay, yeah, it tastes like an imperial IPA. Yeah. Big boozy flavor. I like the I like the um, the grapefruit pineapple can or lollipop flavor at the very end. That's nice. You get that? Yeah, it actually ends nicer than the rest of the beer. Taste. I I, I kind of. Taste it and almost dismissed it immediately. Like, no, got to give it another. I have to give it another shot here because the first thing I tasted, I was like, oh god, not another one of these. I think the second, I like that. I mean, um, I'm gonna give you it, might not I'm have as shot. much patience, but shot. second sips coming in. First sip was caddy. Second sip is not nearly as caddy. And and I taste late cotton candy, you know, fifteen, yeah, cotton candy, fifteen, yes, twenty yes. seconds in, you know, that's yes. where I meant. That's where I was tasting like the, the pineapple lollipop, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's still pretty catty. It's still really resiny. Uh, it has this um, viscosity to it that makes the alcohol very apparent. Yeah, it's pretty hot. Not quite fusel, but still hot. I can definitely tell you. It has a bit there. of a Lagunitas character too, doesn't it? Yes, yes, yeah. It does kind of share some qualities with Lagunitas beers. It it's very. <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Stoner beer. <laughs> ah. It it certainly is. I see. That's it's, Lagunitas for you. They, they have a. Uh, yeah. It's certainly. Uh, it's definitely one of those aggressive, um, you know, the guys looking for the hoppiest thing on earth, earth or, you know, the next, you know, earth. on earth. earth. On earth. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was drunk, but maybe I, maybe I'm getting there. <laughs> my, What's the hoppiest thing on earth? My tongue's not <laughs> cooperating. A hundred, a hundred fifty dollars. 
<laughs> All right. I'm sorry. But I, I, this is one of those mile, milestone beers. Like, where it's like, I want something bitter, more hoppy, bigger. You know, this is out there. It's This is just ordinary to me. This is like... This is this is simplistic. These the, the other beers, some of them at least had were playful or were different flavors that you don't ex- that you didn't expect or had dimensions to it. And this is just kind of like oh, shove a lot of hops in there, or see what happens. And aren't we over that? It's 2013. I, I like still that. place for <laughs> I still like that. There's still a place for a big hop bomb. I agree there's still a place for it, but I'm just saying that it's not going to rank high on my rankings because of that factor. It wouldn't be something that I would choose to drink all night long, but I might after for example, like tonight, drink four or five different IPAs, and then at the end of the night, and I still want to taste something. I might go for the one yeah, that's still going to smack me in the mouth. I'll grant you that this still manages to smack you in the mouth. Yeah, but it's just to me like it's it's overdoing it, especially when when you know at least a few of these IPAs were really really delicate and trying to do something interesting and going in new directions, mm-hmm. and this one is just sort of like yeah, you know, like arrogant bastardy, just throw a lot of hops at it. See what happens. Tasting a lot of pepper now. Even I, I've left it go for a minute or two. And now I'm tasting pepper. That's the alcohol. Is that just the alcohol? Mm-hmm. It is a lot of alcohol. Mm-hmm. So, ranking time? I guess. Seven beers. Well, you did it first last time, so I guess I should go first. My number seven beer tonight. Shocker. It's going to be this one. Huh. It's going to be the hop shore. You're a hater. I, look, it's, it's 11.3%. Okay? okay it's, it's, not a, it's not a delicate beer. It's not a beer that really even had to try very hard. It's just you throw a lot of malts and hops together, and you're going to get something that, that, that generally works, unless you're doing things horribly wrong. It to me making a high alcohol high hop beer that tastes like this is not an achievement. It's simply something that you should be expected to be able to do. So I, it, it just it it doesn't. I mean, that's fine if people like it, and it's fine for the brewery to make it. But I want to taste something different from them. I don't want to taste this. So that's what I'm going with. Uh, my number six beer. Ooh, let's see. I'm going to go with the 76. I thought it was uh, kind of similar in that it, it didn't show me all that much. I wasn't really too impressed by it. A little kind of just, mm, just kind of, eh, this is what we are. Here you go. Take that. And, uh,. But but it 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 didn't do it at at the huge alcohol level, so it wasn't. It's it's a slightly harder game for them to play. I mean, think about how much you can hide with eleven point six percent. How much faults you can hide with this this, this much hops and eleven point six percent alcohol by volume. That's why session IPAs are so awesome because you can really taste this stuff. Anyway, on to the other beers. Let's see. Now we're getting into into more interesting territory. I'm gonna go with Portland. As my number five, it's because I didn't quite uh, dig it as much as I think I dig. I dug the other beers, uh, and I think it was a little resiny, a little bit too piney uh, for me compared to the other stuff. Uh, my number four, 
Uh, I'm going to go with the. I'm going to go with Theo Fallon. I think that it was very. It was good and tasty beer. I I liked what it was doing, but the other beers had something more on them that I really appreciated, such as the Goose Island, my number three. Which and I'm trying to remember all the details from these beers, and it's getting. I'm starting hard. to mix some of them up. You know? uh, but Goose Island was uh, very, very interesting, and you know was was lighter than than the other ones, and uh, but didn't quite play around as much as the other beers. I'm gonna put, huh? Number two and my number one is a little bit hard for me. Okay, I'll put the the Punk IPA from BrewDog as my number two. I thought it was really nice. I thought the way they they use those those uh, Nelson Sauvignon hops really really interesting. Cut it into a tropical direction. I like that direction. I like that beers are trying that. And I like that you know trying to do an IPA, you know, sort of a twist on on the modern style. But the Nectar IPA. Uh, from Nectar Ring was the one that I think I liked the most because of, like I said, that it played it played all these little notes in my tongue. It was, it was, it was having it was having a lot of fun and having a lot of uh, interesting things going on. And that, yeah, you know, I really look for a beer to you know either tell a story or or be very playful. And that was definitely something that I really enjoyed about it. So there you go. All right, so this is a hard one. H eight eight beers seven. S- it is hard, isn't it? Eight beers, <laughs> and uh, some of them like, what was that beer? Like, and Greg was doing a description. I'm like, oh yeah, the Goose Island had the Nelson's Savant. So, so I'm gonna have to go with seven for me. Seventh place will be the Portland. It was very resiny. I didn't dislike any of the beers, so maybe hard luck loser. Being at the bottom of the stack of seven, um, I liked it. Just uh, the resiny was what I liked least. I'm going to put the nectar brewing at six. Greg's top beer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good. Again, mine are closer together than his. And when we get to um, the seventy-six from Buckeye Brewing Company, I struggled with this one slightly because it wasn't. A huge IPA. It wasn't. A, I don't think it would have stood up to palate fatigue, but we had it early, and I'm 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 ranking it on the top of the bottle that wasn't muddy. Yeah. In the pre-show, and I liked it. It was bright and had good citrusy to it. So that's the part of the beer that I'm that I'm remembering and ranking. And then number four is Punk IPA. It was really different than I remember Punk IPA tasting. I, we tasted it once when Brewdog first came into the market. I don't think I've had it since. And this bottle was a lot cleaner and brighter. I remember it being like muddy and resiny and, and not great. And this one was fruity and bright. And I enjoyed this one a lot better. Um, then the Goose Island. All, you know, all everything, just about everything Greg said about the Goose Island. The the grapiness, the the rustic bread, the a little bit of chalkiness. That was all nice thing. Then I'm going to put the Hop Shortage, Greg's Worst Beer, as my second beer of the night. I, I liked how it was put together. Um, maybe a little forced. I won't go against that, but you know, I've 
as a as a home brewer, I've never been able to bring out you know awesome bright hop flavors. So I have to appreciate when they bring out you know bright crisp flavors. And then my number one beer of the night is going to be the O'Fallon Five Day IPA beer I've had again in the past, and I don't remember being particularly impressed by it, but tonight it beat back the palate fatigue. It brought out all kinds of wonderful, tasty things that I uh, don't remember in the beer. And uh, it's not a huge beer. I have to really give a props for uh, doing what it did. Shane. Wait, wait, wait. The, the O'Fallon, what was the, uh, the which one was O'Fallon? that? The one I don't remember. That had, the, the, that was the one with the five different hops that were on top. And, yeah. And, uh, it was the one we were, were describing as, um, <laughs> it was the beer. It was the beer that, was that he liked. Yeah. It was the beer that I liked. Uh, what the, how did I describe it? I, I can't remember which adjectives. That wasn't the, the pineapple lollipop, was it? No. Was it? The cotton candy one. No, that's this one. No, that's that one. Hmm. Um, if you don't remember, you don't remember. I, I Yeah, I might have to leave that one out of my... I remember liking it, but I don't remember what it tasted like. I, I would say that my, my least favorite of the night is is, is definitely this one, the Buckeye Brewing. Um, it just... When I drank it, it, it just kind of fell flat. It didn't even feel like almost like an India Pale Ale for me. It felt uh, not, not too hoppy and not too fruity. Uh, and even though it only had seven percent alcohol or whatever it tasted very sort of uh strong in alcohol to me which i normally don't particularly boozy like yeah it tasted boozy yeah the um the next one up on the line i would have to say this is really hard for me because i love ipas and all of them for me were just (laughs) fucking awesome so um i would say i'd have to go with the uh the india uh, the goose island uh which also i still really liked just because it was kind of grapey and uh and uh reminded me of wine so i but uh yeah it just it just goes uphill from there so um the uh the the nectar in the greg's favorite was it nectar ipa nectar, yeah. greg's favorite one that too was also really interesting just because he said it was, it was very well balanced it had all different kinds of flavors going on very fruity very um uh what do you call it, like the passion fruits that uh, was interesting because i just been in south america and drinking a lot of fresh passion fruits juice and as you said that it was it's coming to mind so i i really like that one as well so the new full of shit huh yeah no i was <laughs> definitely tasting that but the uh the punk ipa i absolutely loved i'd put that one next that was really interesting i've never had anything really like that it was uh um Again, very, very, again, again, very fruity, very balanced. I like, I tend to like IPAs that are low in alcohol and and just kind of uh, uh, not not too in your face um, as for general drinking beers. I can't really recall some of the flavors. I just remember really liking it. Um, it just, it, I remember it tasting very balanced. That was the one that was kind of fruity mm-hmm. uh, yep. and uh, pineapple-y. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I will say, I remember really liking this one, but I don't remember what it tasted like at all, so I'll put that one next. And this one was uh, definitely my favorite of the night, Portland. The, uh, the Portland uh, IP, uh, Brewing IPA, just because so it was... Portland was your favorite. Yeah, okay. that's my favorite. That's the uh, <laughs> This one, I don't even know what to do with it. The, the, the hop shortage, I don't even know what to do with because it's awesome, but it's... Uh, it's more. It's it's kind of in a league of its own. I couldn't can't even really compare well, it to these. It's, it's your number two slot is open. So do you want to say put it in number yeah, two? Yeah. Well, no, I don't want to put it in number two. Let's put it in number 
three because it's uh, it is so much in your face. It's not something that I would want to drink on a regular basis. But that, that puts said, Fallon, the one you can't remember, number three or number two. Yeah, and which would, which I remember really liking that. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's, that's, that's good enough. Well, that's okay it because really I made it number one, and I can't remember the adjectives I used. Yeah, right? no, I just remember thinking <laughs> this is really good, but I don't yeah. remember why I liked it. I just kind of it, it's thought it was funny. Really well uh, you know, my last place beer is Shane's first place beer. Mm-hmm. Your last place beer is my second place beer. Mm-hmm. And your first place beer is my second to last place beer. You know, there's no consistency in the rankings. You know, we're, we're not coming to a, con- a, a consensus that any which, beer. Which is- I, I will remind people, I think is typical of an IPA show. Mm-hmm. I think that we tend to agree more on shows where it's not broad hoppy well, stuff which is considerably more subjective. also shows that all the beers were good beers right there was no bad beers no spoiled beers yeah there's nothing spoiled yeah yeah you were pretty hard on the hop crisis yeah i the hop shortage, hop shortage yeah. i i really i have to say before and i put it in third place i have to say i really really liked this hop shortage it's just something that i wouldn't choose to drink very often it's really in your face i might choose this this is like if i was going out uh, and drinking IPAs all night, which is what I do when I go out to do a beer night. I usually drink IPAs all night if they have them. This is the one I would end with and still go, oh, yeah, that still tastes like an IPA, even though I'm probably already drunk. And uh, it would um, probably – the, the worst thing about that is this because it's so high in alcohol, it would be the one that you regret drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't have any conjures in it. But again, I don't know. They shove so much in it. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Well, why don't you kick in that music? <laughs> what are we listening to? This is uh, Blind Guardian. This is my favorite metal band. Uh, so when I'm in for metal, this is uh, pretty much where you go to. They're uh, Swedish, German, something I don't remember. This, this song's over the top, too, even for them. Um if you think in He-Man there's, there's and Thundercats is exactly what I'm thinking of. No, nah, no. Nah, these guys are way too, uh, uh, what would you call, uh, musistic, musically uh, sound for that. Well, it, it, but I'm, re- I'm reminded. I know, I know, I know. You're not a metalhead, so. No. I mean, you know, this is, you know, for Swedish metal, right? You expect more screaming and stuff. This no, guy's, no. These sings. guys are really melodic, right? He there's a lot of. There's, there's, that's the, that's the problem. I love metal, but a lot of death metal and stuff like that, it kind of goes over the top and makes it sound too evil where he's actually. Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. (laughs) (laughs) They could have turned it off. You can can contact us at uh, beercraftbeerradio.com, Jeff at craftbeerradio.com, Greg at craftbeer.com. We're on Twitter at Jeff Bear. At CBR Greg. This uh, broadcast, this podcast is. Produced under Creative Commons license. Creative Commons license. Check out our website for more information. Craftbeerradio.com. We're on Facebook at the Craft Beer Radio and Google Plus as well. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you again next time. Join us for Amazon Anonymous.